0: a handle on on what that song is saying if you've never been weak if you've never been down but when you know that you were down and only one who picked you up was the Lord you can identify with that Uh, See, you lift me up see if you've never been down you don't know what it means to be lifted up Oh, but when you get a handle, and and listen to this, if you haven't been down, if you haven't been weak, stick around. Because this life brings brings about some hard challenges. This life brings about stuff that that we didn't bargain for. And we'll find ourselves in the midst of it. But he is Lord. He has risen from the dead and he is Lord. That's why we're here today. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated here in the sanctuary. Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless all those that are zoomed in on this, this afternoon and again we've heard it already Facebook live, various platforms and all of the saints that are here in the, in the house of the Lord today and my family, my nephews here with, with all of his, with not all but a lot of his children are here today and and friends and family that we haven't seen in a while, Brother Mike, uh, you know, I won't start calling names, but I'm excited for this day, yes. for this is the day that the Lord has made, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Let me just say this, you know, we here, who would have thought that we would have been yet in COVID-19 a year later, <laughs> right? But here we are. God is going to loosen this thing up. He's going to dry it up. It ain't going to be the scientist. It ain't going to be the politician. It's going to be the Lord. He's going to lift us up. And I would like to say, whoever's in the sanctuary, if you all came together, you know, and you're in your specific place, you can relax. You can take your mask off. The mask is for, in these COVID times we're living in, when you approach someone that you didn't come in with, you know, someone who you don't know about that's in your circle. and So we just, we, we, we give that respect, right, to those who may feel some kind of way or may have whatever the situation but here we are we sit in the house of the Lord today and, and all of our help comes from the Lord if we're sick it's God who's going to heal us no matter what the situation is we look unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith and so we praise the Lord I just got us all a text from brother O.D. him and his family they say pastor we watching way out there from my, what is it desert hot sprays Praise God. 29 palms, yeah, close enough. It's hot. Brother D and his family over in Germany. God bless you all. So we're, we're excited today. That You know, for some reason, Easter Sunday just wears me out. You know, I, I get excited. I, 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 you know, I remember as a little kid, shoes. We, we'd get decked out. On Easter we'd get some new shoes and all these various, and all that is great. But at the time, I didn't know what Easter was all about. All I know is shoes. I'm clean as a desert bone now, you know. But, but, you know, older we get, the more that we're exposed to, the more that we hear, the more that we see, it begin to shape our worldview of who we are, what life is all about, and so forth. And, and sometime we get it. Sometime we don't. But God wants us to get it. Because if we don't get it from him and we don't get it right, we're gonna get it shown up. if you know what I mean. Like we used to tell our kids, you gonna get it. Now it's not a kid in this room today or anywhere that don't know what that means. If mama said you gonna get it, you gonna get it. See but, but, but the Lord wants us to get it in a way to where we recognize who He is. and that's why we're here on today. You know, on this past Friday, we had we uh, celebrated Good Friday. You know, so, so somebody said, what could be so good about Good Friday when this man, Jesus of Nazareth, was crucified, was spit upon, slapped, beat till flesh was hanging off of his bone? What could be so good about that? The Bible lets us know it was good because he did it for you and for you and for you and for me. And, and that is a blessing. Because, you, you see, and, and I've learned something else too. You cannot um, articulate something that you haven't gone through. You know. And, and so when I look to the Lord and when I give God praise and I magnify his name, it's because I think about, for me, where he brought me from. You know. Well, when I was a mess, When nothing else would help, the Lord lifted me up. When I was an alcoholic in high school and in military, you know, went through divorce and losing houses and cars and stuff from from not knowing what life was all about. So for me, especially this time of season, it really takes on uh, something personal for me. As we sit here, we stand here, we proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's good, 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 good to be able to testify to what God has done for you. See, and and if God has never done nothing for you, then stick around because there's going to come a time in your life you're going to need the Lord. And if it's every time we need the Lord, it's now. I mean, who would have thought we'd be wearing masks going in the Bank of America? Come on, somebody. I mean, (laughs) Really? I mean, you get a little bit over a year ago, if you had a mask on and went into the bank, you go to jail. You, they, they going to draw down on you. But here, this pandemic coming, it throws everything upside down. But in the midst of it all, we're still standing. If you're still standing, you still breathing, why don't you just give God a praise? Because it didn't have to be this way. There is a lot of people that has gone on on the other side doing this pandemic, but we're still here. And you know what? God has left us here for a reason, for a purpose. And I don't care what we've gone through, what we've done, there's a purpose for your life. God, he doesn't do nothing because he don't have nothing else to do. Everything God does has purpose. So praise the Lord. You know, I, I'm just again, I'm excited. This is Easter Sunday morning. We're praying for those that are standing in the need of prayer. We're praying for mom Rodon as she's preparing for a procedure on tomorrow and the days after that. So we we just want to keep Jesus on our mind. Amen. So praise God. I want to jump into what I want to share with you on today. And my thought for today is man's authority versus God's authority. Now is there any supervisors in here? You got a little authority. (laughs) I see one back there. You um, You know man has a way of doing things but God also has a way thing. God let, let me read the definition for authority. <laughs> authority is power to influence or command thought, opinion or behavior. Man have authority to throw somebody in jail. But God has the authority to drop the charges. Man has authority to put a condemn sign on your house a vacant sign but God is able to give you a new house so whatever man's authority is it pales in comparison to the authority that God has and so the thought came to me as we were in this season as we've looked at the life of Jesus Christ and his death on the cross and those who Jesus came to Set free, many of those shook their fists. Say, no, we we no the answer is we're gonna kill you. Somebody said, Well, he's healing people, giving sight to the blind, unstopping deaf ears, raising the dead, forgiving sin. He has the authority to forgive sin. And all of us born in sin. Now it's a news flash if y'all don't know that. But think about this. Any of us have got kids or you got you got little baby sisters and brothers, nobody have to teach the kid to fight. It's built in. Is that right? The first thing, you, you mess with it, you raise up in little fists. You, you don't have to teach a kid to lie. You have to teach him not to lie. Because I know, me, because I was a kid once, did you break that boy? <coughs> no, somebody else did it, you know. These things are built in, but 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 see, but but Christ have a well, God has a way to showing us what's right, and and it comes through the Word of God. So I want to jump into this this lesson today uh, because there's so much into it, and I, and I know that we have family in the house, and a lot of us have family in our homes, and we're going to go visit. I even I even uh, uh, cooked two cobblers last night. One of them is on his way to Pasadena when we leave here. So I'm not going to hold us up all day, but I know this is holiday time, and so let's get into the word. And so again, we're talking about Jesus as the focal point today. Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. That's what we're talking about, the one who came and gave his life for the sins of the world. And, and, and any of us have seen the passion of Christ or looked at some of the movies on TV or read our Bible, we know that it was a very hard time for Jesus. And so he came to his own. He came to the religious sect of Jerusalem. Uh, he had been; it had been prophesied who this Jesus, who this Messiah is, and who what he would do, what it would look like. And those that were in charge, that were in authority, it was raining on their. He was raining on their parade. Wait a minute, people ain't paying us no attention no more. He, he, he you know, he's doing all these things. What about us? And so, rather than saying, "Wow," he is the fulfillment of what God has promised from the foundation from the Garden of Eden they answer was we're going to kill you and that's where we find ourselves and how many remember the story so, so I don't have to go way back to Genesis how many know that Jesus was, was uh, uh, tried and convicted right uh, he went before now see the, the Jews the Jewish nation was under bondage from the Romans The Romans were the the world power at that time. And, And so the average Jewish person or Israelite looked for Jesus to come back as Messiah and to deliver them from Roman oppression and to put the Romans down, lift them up, and everything would be good. But Jesus didn't come to do that kind of fight at that point. He came to set up the kingdom of God in the hearts of men and women. And so after all Jesus had done, all of the good things he had done, finally they found some accusers that would lie falsely to have him convicted. And then the uh, Jewish leaders appealed to the Romans to have this man crucified. He's making himself to be like God. Well, he was God in the flesh. So he goes before Pilate. And Pilate is, in, is, is, is the man in charge of that region. And so we go through the process, and, and Jesus is standing before him as a lamb before his shears. Jesus didn't say a word. He, you know, sometimes we fight. when somebody, You you let somebody say something ain't right about us or accuse us falsely, say, wait a minute, do you know who I am? You know, we kind of go there sometimes. But when you know who you are, you don't have to do a whole lot of fighting because what people say and do is not what define you it's God who defines who you are I heard a little boy say one time I know I'm somebody because God don't make no junk so Jesus was standing before this man who had and let me tell you what the man said Pilate Pontius Pilate he said to Jesus are you not speaking to me because Jesus wasn't answering no questions you know All the noise, people were accusing him. He didn't say a word. So Pilate said, do you not know that I have power to crucify you? Remember, we're talking about man's authority versus God's authority. So Pilate said, do you not know that I have power to crucify you? And I have power to release you. Now, Jesus, being who he was, and meek and lowly. And I want to let somebody else know weak, meekness is not weakness. To be humble is not being weak. It's really is power under control. So, so Jesus said, Jesus answered, you could have no power. Now, mind you, he's been beat. He's facing crucifixion on the cross. And he's standing in front of one who say, I can let you go. I have the power to let you go. Jesus answered, you could have no power at all against me unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, the one who delivered me to you has the greater sin. This is Jesus talking to Pilate. As the story goes on, Jesus inevitably, inevitably is crucified, hung on old rugged cross died for the sins of the world, and was buried, right? He was buried in a borrowed tomb. So you would think, that's it. We wanted this fellow out. It's done. It's all over. See, man has authority, but God has authority. See, Jesus had already told them, you destroy this body in three days, I'll I'll raise it up. You destroy this temple, I'll raise it back up in three days. And people were ridiculing Jesus on the cross. Hey, he saved others. He can't save himself. If you be the Christ, come on down. Even the thieves on the cross was, was, that was dying too was ridiculing him. Then one of them said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know what? This man haven't done nothing. But we are guilty. You, you know, buddy, we ain't no good. We deserve what we get getting. But as the, as the day went on, and at noon the sun stopped shining, darkness covered on. And Jesus hanging on the cross for the sins of the world. And, and Jesus and the other two on each side is, is seeing and feeling the pains of this excruciating death and blood coming out of their bodies. One of them says, Lord, when you come to your when you come into your kingdom, remember me. The Bible tells me that Jesus stopped dying to tell that man, this day you will be with me in paradise. Jesus have the authority to forgive sins and to transport somebody from earth to heaven, even on their deathbed. Isn't it sad so many times people wait till they on their back, on their deathbed to say, God, where are you? Where God wants to use us in our youth. I look at all these young people in here, it's like wow. This is exciting to me. <laughs> There's so much potential in here. I can just feel a woof, woof, woof. You know, uh, 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 engineers and doctors and you name it, presidents is in this room. God has a plan. So let me get to the word. So let's go to after the crucifixion. I'm going to look at uh, Matthew 27, verse 62 through 67. The day after the crucifixion, uh, the folks is like, okay, the Jewish leaders and all their authority, the Romans, okay, we've done this, it's a done deal. (coughs) All of Jesus' followers and disciples, they were afraid because what happened to him may happen to us. And they were in hiding. But it's something about sometime your enemy may know more about you than the ones who love you they've been studying you they've been listening to what you have to say so on the next day which followed the day of preparation the chief priests and Pharisees gathered together to Pilate. here the chief priests and the Pharisees all of those religious leaders of the day they went right back to the man who told Jesus I have the power I have the authority to let you go or oh, I have the authority to have you crucified. Well, Jesus was crucified. And, and and why? And because of love. He loved us so much that he gave his life that we might have a right to the tree of life. So on the next day, which followed the day of preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees gathered together to Pilate, and they were saying, Sir, you know, with all due respect, we, we remember while he, capital H-E, he, Jesus was still alive how watch the, watch the words here was coming from their heart how that deceiver said three days and I will rise they, they, they heard him say that and, and so they, they said okay Mr. Pilate therefore command that the tomb be made secure until the third day in those days, they didn't have graves, graveyards like what we got now. It was tombs cut out of mountains, cut out of rocks. And, and, and folks would be laid in those places. And then they would put a, a, a big stone, have a little in, a decline where a little stone would roll over the face of this thing to seal this body in. So saying, sir, we remember while he was still alive how that deceiver, after three days I will rise. Therefore, command that the tomb be made secure until the third day. You know, since we know, we've heard it said that he's going to rise just in case, you know, make it secure. Unless his disciples, his followers, come by night and steal him away. And then they'll say to the people, he has risen from the dead. They're, they're, they're trying to cover their tracks, you see, and 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 so the and so they're going on to say so the last deception will be worse than the first, because in their mind Jesus was a deceiver. He he wasn't who he claimed to be. And so, in verse sixty-five, Pilate said to them, "You have a guard, and a guard is not just one person in those days. A guard is." a group of Roman soldiers with their pomp and splendor with their shields and swords and helmets these were real shown up warriors so it said okay uh, Pilate said to them you have a guard go your way make it as secure as you know how do the best you can seal that place put guards around that tomb and we're going to make sure that his disciples don't come and steal his body and and people be going crazy again. Cause we have got rid of this Jesus. And so verse 66, so so they went and made the tomb secure, sealed in the stone, and setting the guard. Now, for me, I don't care if they had a got a ready mixed concrete truck, backed it up and poured it all over that tomb, Jesus was coming out. All right, let me slow down, I don't want to get ahead of myself. <clears throat> So here's the religious rulers who who knew what God had said in his word from time past. And yet and still, they were going against the very, so many things that God had told them and all of his people not to do. For instance, Exodus 23 and 1, you shall not circulate a false report. Wow, that applies today too because don't think folks won't gossip on you don't think folks won't put your name out on the superhighway but you shall not circulate a false report listen to this (coughs) do not put your hand with the wicked to be an unrighteous witness so the very ones who was telling Pilate to secure this place they knew what God had already said you know sometimes folks can know what God say and they refuse to do it anyway Say, I'm just going, you know, because everybody, I'm going to do my thing. You know, but sometimes your thing will fall completely apart. And then what you're going to do. So, all right, let's look at the crux of the uh, passages today. In the next chapter, praise God, chapter 28, verse 1 through 8. Now, after the Sabbath, you know, Jesus was crucified the day before the Sabbath. Because in their righteousness, in their self-righteousness, they didn't believe in doing any work on the Sabbath day, which is Saturday, all right? The Sabbath have always been Saturday for the Jewish religion. <clears throat> and so now after the Sabbath, and as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene, remember her name. This lady was possessed with seven devils, and Jesus cast those demons out of her, and she became a follower of Christ. Is there anybody in the room, or watching in cyberspace, that God has brought you from someplace? I just need to hear from somebody today. It seems like I'm kind of preaching to myself. Let me, let me get my get myself together and go on and preach this so we can get up out of here. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, which was probably Cleophas' mother, came to see the tomb. See, people who love the Lord is always trying to do something for the Lord. Jesus had been crucified. And the ladies, they wanted to come and put herbs and spices around his body and do the burial preparation. So early in the morning, they came. The day after the Sabbath, which is Sunday, that's why we serve and worship. We don't serve, but we worship God on Sunday. We're not bound by the Sabbath laws anymore. Jesus rose on the first day of the week, which is Sunday. And ever since then, it's why the church comes together in fellowship on Sunday. So, and behold, listen to this. So, we see the authority that man had. <clears throat> okay, make the thing secure. Uh, make sure that nobody come and steal his body. Uh, do this and do that. Uh, so, here we find God began to do his thing. And I'm so glad when God began to do his thing. When God began to do something in your life, you need to let him do it. Because whatever he do in your life, it's going to be good you can make shipwreck out of your life, but you let God get in the midst of it, it's going to change. Your circumstances. going to change. It says, and behold, verse 2, and behold, there was a great earthquake. Okay, here's the scene. You know, Jesus has been crucified and buried. Guards are set up. Nobody's going in that tomb, and nobody's coming out. We made sure of that, but God gets in the business. So it tells me, and behold, first of all, Early in the morning, there was an earthquake. Anybody ever been through an earthquake here in California? You know, I don't get scared until the aftershocks start coming. Because when the, when the first one hit, it's just survival. What, what By the time I get myself together, it stops. But then when you feel the aftershock, it's like, okay, how long is this going to last? But can you imagine now what's happening in Jerusalem and all of the surrounding areas? This guy, Jesus, who's been going around Healing the sick, raising the dead, giving sight to the blind, forgiving sin, all this stuff he's been doing, and now all these followers he had, they're all in disarray. He's been put to death, and the tomb is sealed up. But now all of a sudden, early in the morning, behold, there was, it didn't say an earthquake, it said a great earthquake. You know in California they're talking about the big one coming. We don't want to hear that. You hear them talking about the big one on the Smithsonian Channel, turn it you know, oh, the fault going right through your backyard, no, uh-uh, but they say there was a great earthquake, yeah. I mean, this, te- this tell me that it was shaking up real good, there was a great earthquake, watch what was happening in the sea, now, remind you, let me just let me remind you, the guards are standing there, they protecting the tomb, you know, the Jewish leaders are somewhere saying they're eating breakfast. Oh yeah, we got got the job done. He's out of our hair, you know. So all this is happening, but all of a sudden this great earthquake for an angel of the Lord listen to this, descended from heaven. Oh my God. And came and rolled the stone from the door and he sat on it. Now this this, this this boulder was so big to seal a grave or tomb so you had to take and roll it in place Clump. so you have none you know I sure couldn't push it back you, you can you can just push that thing back up but when God gets moving see and I perceive that God wants to start moving in somebody's life today that's sitting up in here he says so he the angel came down from heaven the earth is shaking. Pitching a scene, and he came and rolled back the stone from the door, and the angel sat on it. Angels are messengers from God. Demons do the work of Satan, but God has all power. The devil has some power. Thank God for Jesus. In verse three, say and and his countenance mean this angel. He looked like lightning. Can, can you imagine? His conscience was like lightning, and his clothes was white as snow. Okay, let's get to what the soldiers was thinking, if we can't put ourselves there. It's a, and the guards, here we go now. What was their charge? Uh, Brother Michael, They charge was to make sure that nobody get in that tomb and nobody comes out. Because in those days, in all Roman society if somebody let somebody escape from prison or do whatever uh, uh, and, and they're supposed to be on guard they would have to do that person's time so these guards were serious ain't nobody coming up in here they do you know I like, it's kind of funny one of my friends saw his, uh, his cousin at a funeral one time years ago he said hey man I ain't seen you in years what, what, what you doing he said I'm a security guard he said you got a gun no, nah. he said. Well, you ain't guarding nothing, <laughs> you know. So, but these fellas had all of their tools, and they're ready to guard. So, and the guards shook for fear of him. The guards who was guarding, they began to knees knocking. The guards shook for fear of him and became, and they became like dead men. God's authority, man's authority versus God's authority. They had their marching orders but now they are overwhelmed. The earth is shaking. Angels coming from on, on high they lit up like Christmas trees and I'm supposed to be guarding something. <clears throat> no. And so it said and they became like dead men. But the angel and the angel answered and said to the women. The angel didn't say nothing to the guards. This message wasn't for them. Because they couldn't hear anyway. They didn't fell out. They didn't pass out. But the angel answered and said to the woman, do not be afraid for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified, this messenger from heaven. let the women know. See, God knows how to speak and communicate to those who love him and also to those he's trying to get to understand who he is. And I don't know how many times I shut that door I would run Jehovah Witnesses away from my door, Muslims away from my door, Christians, I wouldn't listen to nobody. But one day God got a hold on me. Let me get back to the word here. Because I'm just listening. It's good to be excited about what God has done for you. But angel answered said to the women, do not be afraid. God is saying to somebody today, do not be afraid. You, you, you don't have to fear when you have God on your side. You don't have to fear when you're doing the will of God. Fear comes from the devil. But the Bible says perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love gets rid of fear, and that perfect love comes from God. But the angel answered and said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you see Jesus who was crucified. Listen to this. He's not here. He has risen. He has risen, as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Watch this. The stone was the boulder wasn't moved for Jesus to get out. The stone was moved so the people could get in and see ain't nobody in there. Thank you, Lord. I hope y'all see this today. They say, come and see the place where the Lord lay," And then he gives them some instructions and go quickly. Now, the angel is giving instructions now to the people. And go quickly and tell the disciples, his disciples, that he is risen from the dead. You know, this same Jesus has so much authority. If you look at the same narrative over in the book of John, he said, go tell my disciples and Peter. And why did he say that? Because most of us know that Peter denied the Lord. When they took Jesus away to be crucified, and and and, and it was a couple of little girls at, at, in, the, in the camp where all this was happening, they say, uh, 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 well, you was with that Jesus, weren't you? He said, no, I don't know him. <laughs> you the same one who said, who had just said a little while before, Jesus, I'll never deny you. I'll stand for you. I'll even die with you. But when the heat got on, another young lady, yeah, you you speak like one. No, no, no. And so much so he got to cuss it. I don't know him. See, so when Jesus rose, though, he knew that Peter meant what he said. He just didn't have what it took to do it. So this God we serve is a forgiving God. He's a loving, kind, and gracious God. So go and tell my disciples and Peter, I'm going to hook up with them. So, so here it says, and, so, uh, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. And ran to bring the disciples' word. Man's authority said it's over with, done. Jesus is out of our hair. God's authority said, "No, my son is risen from the dead, just like he said he would." Thank you. And because he lived, we can live also. So, in, in, to show you how authority works, uh, Luke ten seventeen through twenty, uh, Jesus had sent the disciples out to to uh, cast out devils, to lay hands on folks and cast the devils out of them. He'd get rid of these spells and stuff that folks would be trying to put out there. And he sent 70 of them out. And they came back with joy, and they were saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. See, there's authority in the name of Jesus. And he said to them, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. See, God kicked Satan out of heaven. His footprint probably still on it." <clears throat> Behold, I give you the, what, let's watch this, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, but that don't rejoice because the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your name is written down in heaven. I tell you, that's something we ought to praise the Lord for. You can know that you're going to heaven, You don't have to be wondering and guessing, oh, when I die, and where am I going? No, Jesus said these things are written that you can know that you have eternal life. Jesus said, because I died and I rose, I made the way for you. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, he gives us the great commission, we that are left. And Jesus came and spake to them, saying, all authority. (coughs) Yes, yes, after Jesus rose from the dead mightily. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore. See, he's talking to the people. He's talking to those followers. He says, so go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Somebody need to know that Christianity is not a, 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 a man made up thing. It's, it's not asking someone to believe uh, on blind faith. Yeah, yeah, you believe this God because I said so. There's evidence for the for the for the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's evidence of who he was. How, why would so many people, even years later, give their life for a lie? You don't do that. If, if, if this was a charade or a sham, folks would have said, you know what? I'm not going to deny my Lord. Wow. So he tells us to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them. This is a time of teaching. This is time for folks, folks are in a bad way. It's time for folks to know the Lord. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And he said, amen. So we have hope, church. We have hope that's out of this world. We have seen so many people die. So many people going on the other side. And, and sometimes you're you, you at a funeral and you know that this person lived for God. You can see it. You can hear them sometimes say, quit praying for me. I'm ready to go home. And then you go to another place, and and you see folks have no idea of the word of God, no idea where they're going to spend eternity. And folks just trying to make it through this old troubled world from here. But God wants to set up camp in our hearts, and he's given us blessed assurance. In 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 18, it says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. My God, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet them in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Listen, this is an awesome day that we're in. This is this is a blessed time of reflection today. The whole Christian faith hinges on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If Jesus had not arose, there would be no salvation. If Jesus had not rose, there would be no hope of heaven. But because Jesus rose just like he said he was, we have a right to the tree of life right now. And so the question is today, are you going to trust the Lord? Are you, where are you at in your life? Is all of this a bunch of make-believe stuff? Is this all fairy tale? Is this some uh, white man, a black man, a blue man's religion? Or is this the word of God that has stood the test of time? Is this the word of God that has turned uh, uh, dark yesterdays into bright tomorrows? This same, this same gospel message, you, you'll talk to people and they can tell you they where they've been, but where they are now. I never will forget I was in in a prison up in, um, uh, uh, ministering up there in Avenal, and a man had been incarcerated for 28 years, and we were ministering the word of God to him, and, and he had accepted the Lord, but he felt so much guilt. But the word of God, the Bible, I just began to read to him about the prodigal son. This guy was cool. He'd been in there a long time. He was shrewd. And began to just read the word to him. And he went from his head down thinking that God would never forgive him to looking up and smiling. And a year later at the same prison, he came looking for me. Say, man, since you since we talked, I've been given a, a release date. And I'm going to come to your parish <laughs> Talking about the church, and and, and I'm I'm in contact with my. The man was totally different. Why? Because of the Word of God. And the Word of God will set you free. So thank God for this resurrection Sunday on today. This great getting up morning for Christians all over this world are just jumping up and turning cartwheels unless they ain't got old like me and can't. You just fake it. You know, got it in. I would admonish you today, whoever you are. Whoever you are, whatever your situation, whatever you've done, whatever hard thing that life has dealt you, (coughs) you are in that place to where you don't know if your situation will ever get any better. You, You don't believe that there's any hope for you and your circumstances. Somebody may be feeling guilty, you know. Feeling like, you know, I've blown it royally and there's no help for me. I want to let you know this same Jesus who rose on the third day. He's here right now. And he said, come unto me, all you who are laboring and heavy laden. He said, I'll give you rest. See, this, it's a faith walk. not a a, a intellectual assent you know it's accepting the one who has already accepted you it's the one that's knocking on the door of your heart and your mind saying son daughter aren't you tired don't you need some rest don't you want to know that you have a future and a hope this is what the gospel message is all about Some folks think, well, oh, that Jesus stuff, that church folk, that's brainwashing, folks. No, no, it ain't brainwashing. It's spirit washing. The gospel message cleans you up from the inside out. I don't care how many good works I try to do or you try to do. It's not good enough. But when you come and have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, then that will produce some good works in your life. And you will have favor. God will open up doors for you that's been slammed in your face. So I'm saying all that today to see if there's anybody here who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ and you want to come to know Him in a personal way, whether you're in the sanctuary or wherever you may be. It's time. It's time. It's time to come home. It's time to surrender. I, you know, sometimes people think I got to give up something to serve the Lord, to walk. I, I get. You know, I, I ain't ready. yet. you know what? No, no. Just begin to seek him for who he is. God, I want to know you. I've heard a lot about you, but God, I want to know you for myself. Reveal yourself to me. And you know what? God will do it. He'll do it for me. Has he done it for you? If he's done it for you, let me just see the hands. Let's put your hands together. Praise the Lord. Amen. So that's our message for today. That's our thought for today. You know, I I think it's so much in me. I want to say it. I just Uh, But I said enough today. This is Resurrection Sunday. Jesus rose and here we are. So we're going to just ask that question. Amanda, just uh, play us a a soft song. here. If you're in this building or at your home or wherever you may be and you want to accept Christ, all you have to do is just ask him into your heart. Repeat this prayer after me. Lord God, you see me and you know me. I don't know who you are, but I want to know. I want to invite you into my heart. I want you to take control of my life and lead me and guide me. Show me the paths of righteousness. Help me, Lord. I don't know which way to go. I don't know which way to turn. But I'm trusting you, the creator of the universe. See so many here today. So glad to see my nephew Derek. You know, I never, I never put folks on the spot, so I won't do that. But uh, I just want you to know. I want everybody out there in cyberspace to see my nephew one day, because I see him in here praising the Lord and helping me do some preaching around here. As so I'm getting older, go get him to step up to the plate. Praise the Lord. But well, we just thank God. Uh, we also.